0: Hello, everybody. It is so blissful to finally be here and officially be coming at you with this podcast. It is called Subtle Storm, and I will get into that. Maybe not this podcast, um, even though it is the introductory, we will get into it. So, basically, I wanted to start off by saying hi, my name is Sky. I go by Sky Storm. Um, I love spirituality metaphysics, all of the things that contribute to this human existence and I really wanted to bring forth a podcast or some form of other media that really gives depth into that and what I really strive for in my life and to give that to the people that support me in my modeling world and for my clients, for concept development and pose coaching, all of the things. I wanted to give more depth into my character and also have an outlet for me personally to explore my experiences and learn new things about self and also to give that other opportunity to more people looking for that so basically what this podcast is is all of that it's going to explain any maybe metaphysical questions that you may have i will be answering questions i will be doing all of the things we're going to be manifesting together thinking of affirmations we're gonna go deep into ego, nature, all of the things that we identify within ourselves and within our worlds and we're just going to go right into it. So today for the first episode, I really I thought a really long time about what I wanted to bring to this first episode because I didn't want it to be too in your face. I wanted it to be also explanatory on the concept of this podcast and to give you more insight and to give a real good introductory and i really i settled on the idea of communicating to you guys what spirituality really is and i don't want to give a definition to it necessarily because it is quite contradictory to the essence of spirituality and metaphysicality to give a definition to it especially in buddhist Buddhist philosophy is, which was mainly what I follow, so I'll be giving a lot of insight from that into this, but I'm not devoted to it necessarily individually, but I digress from that. So to really go off of it, I want to give that definition just because I want to make sure that everybody who tunes into this podcast and who listens to me wholeheartedly understands what I perceive spirituality to be. There are so many times where I will go on social media and all I see is people talking about crystals and manifestations and and just singularly that. They don't think about anything else, but they, they say that, you know, like, oh, I bought incense at the store and now I'm spiritual. I bought Palo Santo and all of these different things. And while that is absolutely wholeheartedly a part of spirituality or can be, it is not truly the essence of what spirituality is or what a spiritual being is capable of. There are so many different ways that I can begin to describe spirituality, but my main definition of it would have to be the unlearning of all of the conditions that we are Put into in this life and let me repeat that because it can be a little bit daunting or difficult to hear what I mean by this is all of the things that we are built from from our childhood from the day that we are born to the day that we die or the day that we become aware of these things and can either prevent them or truly heal them so the way there's studies that have been done on the way that your parent looks at you, or somebody that cares for you, maybe like a guardian, um, the way that your parent looks at you as a child can infer trauma responses in babies. And I find this so fascinating because it goes to show how deep the wounds of our human existence can go. And I'll I'll make that a little bit lighter of a subject shortly, but it goes to show that we are a product of our makers, obviously. But to define what I mean by unlearning is the learning that you're given or the conditions that you have to meet as you're growing up. So maybe your parents were a little bit more absent in your life or even them just saying a simple word maybe like the word no and maybe they said it in a way maybe they said it out of a loving way but they said it so often that it was scary to hear all the time and we never recognized where that came from maybe that that sparked something in our in our in our minds and we never realized it And even like the things that you play in high school, maybe the sports that you play, maybe you're in theater, maybe, you know, what built up to that moment. Maybe your parents were very musical or your family was very math oriented or something like that. All of those little tiny things, the way that your friends talk to you, the way that your grandmother called you, how often all of those Little tiny things, the outfits that you wore, <laughs> all of those little tiny things create the reality that you live on a day-to-day basis. It's as much as you, as spiritual beings, love to stay present, and it is so empowering. Those things create the present moment, as much as we want to maybe negate them occasionally, which I am certainly a product of that. But all of those things create our existence, and that's what humanity is. And that's what spiritual beings attempt to not eliminate, but understand and guide themselves through that awareness. What I would say spiritual beings or spirituality really means is unlearning those things, but also recognizing them and utilizing them in the future or in the present moment on a day-to-day basis and working with them and sitting with them and growing with them and learning who you are from that. And then to go off of that, Who we are is not ever actually who we really are. It is all of those experiences collected into one ego. What we define, you know, I used to think that ego was simply like just ignorance or just maybe like people being rude. I don't know what I really thought it was, but I never knew the ego went so deep. And what ego really is, is just that personality that we adapt through the course of our lives. And it's so fascinating to understand, it's like the recognition of the personality that you portray and how it feels and how it commutes, communicates to you, with you, and for you to others in every single possible way. And the way that even the way that I'm articulating my voice right now is somewhat part of my ego in that sense, if you can infer what I mean directly of that. But that sense of ego is not always bad. There are certainly amazing senses of ego that help us in business and help us in life and create our human experience tenfold and make it ten times better. But the ego that exists from the learning that we did as, as a condition, maybe a societal standard or anything like that that hinders us, maybe like the trauma that we've experienced because of family, because of our experiences, anything like that really creates a negative ego that we're not even sometimes consciously aware of those growth patterns can be so crucial to our development and our awareness. And that's why I feel so many relationships fail or so many people just aren't aware or don't have compassion for other people. One, as far as compassion goes, people don't understand that everybody is having this experience. Every single person that you meet, that you interact with, or you talk to, that you see is having a human experience. They have experienced almost Majority, every single emotion that you have ever felt in your entire life, they've experienced it too. That's part of being a human as we know it. And that is why I firmly, firmly believe in the living love way of life, which is actually a term from a book called Handbook to Higher Consciousness. And certainly, that is one of my favorite all time books ever. It is amazing. It provides so much insight, especially on the note of compassion. And living out of the love centers and we will definitely get more into that because love is not just something that you experience with maybe one person or if you're polyamorous, multiple people, or if you've had multiple loves in your life, all of those people or your family. Love is an embodiment of the feeling of being pure love and same with the feeling or the portrayal of being light. We are all made of light majority of people are made of light or we start from light and embodying that is just makes our existence so much more worthwhile but i digress when it comes to compassion we all know that these people are having these experiences we just don't want to maybe disengage from the experience that we are having to be on that same playing field as them out of ego. It all always comes back to ego because that's what we are aware of. That is what society conditions us to be a part of. That is what our parents instill in our minds without even being aware of it because they have been conditioned in the same way. So it's never necessarily their fault. It is always just the way of the world, as Earth, Wind, and Fire said. (laughs) And this kind of leads me to another conversation of the collective, of community, and this is a big part of spirituality, I would say, primarily for the fact that we recognize that we are all made from one source, from one being, from one entity, whatever you want to define God, source, nature, anything as. We are all made from that same little thing, big thing, whatever it is. That collective is what defines humanity and I, as much as personally, I would love to really just live in a little hut on my own little farm in the, in a big giant forest, maybe in Thailand or something, you know, and fend for myself and live by myself and meditate every day and not have any type of social media, phone, whatever it is. I know that hum- humans are not meant for that necessarily and i had this whole conversation with one of my friends and he was like are you are crazy you know that people are literally made to live together to communicate together what would happen to your mind if you were alone for years and years and i was i honestly believed in myself that i would be amazing i would be blossoming and i would be so happy but then i really thought into what he was saying what he was truly portraying to me was that humans are social beings we have the capacity to think to feel to do all of these things for the reason of collective and for community and that is beautiful in a way but man also i do i love my solitude but you know, you can never be in solitude for too long. This is why people go crazy when they when they are in these big isolation boxes or isolation chambers. You know, they go crazy because they're not they can't sit with themselves for too long. And even as much as I know that I can be in a meditative state of mind, you still want community. We still strive for that collective awareness and consciousness. And that's why monks live in live together in a sanctuary. That's why I don't know, I can't think of it. Tribes flock together. This is why we all, were are based in community. Even like nomads, they all travel together. That is who we are. We're all based off of that one single idea of collective. And that's what really brings us together. And there's so much divide in the, the society that we live in now. And there's, you know, there is probably reason for that because we are not as strong and we are separated. But (laughs) in that way, we also do live vicariously through people. And I think having close relationships in this regard and having a collective awareness between two people or multiple people or a community in that sense is really empowering. And to have difficult conversations with multiple people or another person to even experience their mind and where they are in a more open-minded sense gives you a lot of room to learn from them, vicariously through them to gain in your life, to to gain wisdom and knowledge and growth from somebody else's experiences. And this might sound cliche because people always want to learn from themselves and not from other people, but it is so empowering to be so open to conversation that it impacts you the same way that it did them and shows you that type of life. And I would say that's such a big part of spirituality because spirituality is very largely having difficult conversations, having those conversations that make you feel queasy or uncomfortable, but knowing that that is necessary for your growth and for your awareness to have those conversations because they broaden your perspective. I love to talk to people. I think picking people's brains is fascinating and to see where they are at mentally, where their experiences have led them and how we are so similar in the same way. I've met so many people who are reflections of me, you know, like, saying, and I think one of my favorite affirmations is just to say, "I see myself and everybody that I meet, and and them and me, and I and them," because that doesn't provide any line for distance between us, any separation. We are one. We are the same. And no matter if you have a different opinion than I do, or different life experiences we still are one we still are loving and I can still love you and give you appreciation and compassion and care despite maybe the differences that may be present within our ego cells we are energetically still the same and this also leads me into that topic of mindfulness and spirituality this is so prominent in any spiritual being and being mindful and having mindfulness within conversations within how you treat yourself how you talk to yourself is part of both of the things that I just talked about part of being open to those conversations with yourself and with others to realize all of those things and be mindful of the way that your speech simple speech or even the way that you're thinking the way that you think really does impact your subconscious so so much And the way that we sleep, what we think about what we're going to sleep, being mindful of those things is incredibly important. And also being mindful of that growth, being mindful of the ego that you play into on a daily basis without even realizing that mindfulness can save you from so many different interesting predicaments. Like if you are somebody who seems to get angry at so many things and you never know why you're getting angry you just get angry it's probably because you have hurt that you haven't healed that trauma for maybe something in your life or you are just reactive or you're you're projecting in that way those traumas and not recognizing but that mindfulness of that fact and dating it back to where it first started is where you start the healing journey and healing is one of the biggest parts of spirituality because it's the part of unlearning all of those things that we're conditioned to think, as well as manifestation, which is another part of spirituality or can be. Not everybody does this. It's also a part of spiritual practice, which I would say personally is a part of spirituality simply because spirituality is discipline and being disciplined in the way that you speak to yourself, disciplined in the way that you cultivate your growth. Having discipline also means structure. And structure could mean, you know, waking up maybe every morning at 5 a.m. watching the sunset and doing your ashtanga or your affirmations or meditating. That is discipline and that is practice. Practice can also mean working with crystals, maybe tarot, uh, that meditation, yoga, breath work, pranayama. Uh, Learning, that shadow work, doing the maybe prayer intention setting intentions attracting by manifestation all of those things are practice and in a way a part of discipline because if you in, you incorporate those things into your schedule then they may impact you in a disciplined way and make you at, on a higher vibration simply because you are feeding into the, the things that make your spirit shine so the people that just work with crystals for just social light um they aren't raising their vibration necessarily because they're not putting the intention or the discipline or the awareness into it that it actually does something for you they're just doing it for the social light but if you do tarot let's say because this is something that not many people understand if you do tarot you are witnessing the intentions and your um And your intuition that comes within that, and that is part of your discipline, your healing journey, is to be more in touch with your intuition. Meditation. Meditating every morning sets you up for your day, and you know that makes you feel really, really good and makes you communicate ten times more. Having a discipline to do that every day and know how much it's going to benefit you is so much so a part of spirituality and that spiritual journey that everyone is capable of taking that's something so large to discuss that everybody everybody is capable of taking this journey absolutely doesn't matter where you are where you feel your ego has taken you or you are absolutely capable aware and vulnerable enough to take this kind of journey and you are valid within every single step of the way and i think that that is another big part of spirituality or at least the spiritual journey is validity and recognizing that you know i you may want to disconnect from the emotions that you have because you know that you may be stronger necessarily that may be something you tell yourself you may be stronger than what you think than this ego But at the same time, it is part of the human experience. This is part of your growth pattern. This is what life is. And recognizing that you are valid and you are okay absolutely to think like that, to have that experience, is so important. And I wouldn't say validity is exactly what I would put on my list if I were to write down points of identification with spirituality, but... It ties so many things together and spirituality is so much of that. Finding new things to pair into your awareness of spirituality and who you are. And maybe not even define it as spirituality. Maybe it's just your existence. I would say on top of that, another large portion of spirituality is nature. You will find that almost anybody who has any sort of awareness of self... Loves to be out in nature, whether it's in water, maybe near fire, maybe in the desert, it doesn't matter. They have a very stern calling to nature because that is the true ultimate source that we know for a fact exists. I do respect anybody who believes in a or multiple gods, absolutely, but we can all, I believe, come to the understanding that regardless nature was here first. Nature was what created those things considering the earth that we live on. And maybe not. We don't even know what nature really is or what earth really is or what gods or deities or any of these things are. We just know that we experience them. And from the experiences that we can draw conclusions based off of, nature was here first. Nature birthed everything that came from whatever based or birth, all these other things. Nature is where all of the life force energy lies. Plants provide pure air. There are herbs for every single disease. There are uh, beautiful things come out of nature and respecting nature and being one with nature brings us so deeply close to ourselves and to the world. When we, you know, if you ever went to like a lookout, maybe either saw all of the big city lights and depth and houses and whatnot or saw deep deep rich greens and multitude of land whichever you see you recognize how small you are in the fraction of the universe and that goes to show you what nature really is nature is more than we could ever be nature is where all of life forms in my opinion, nature is us. And I can't even go deeper on that because a lot of it is such just a feeling. When you meditate in nature, when you touch a tree, I just, personally, I feel all of the vibrations and all of the frequencies illuminate off of that tree or off of the ground. Sometimes I'll go on walks with friends And I will just, if I see a good patch of grass, I'll just drop down to the ground just to be close to the earth and feel the energy for a simple moment and be so present and grateful and just caress the earth, the ground, the tree, whatever it is and just feel it and be so present. And that's what nature calls me to do. And it may be different calling for each individual, but that, that is what I love and that is what I, you know identify with, I guess you could say. But I feel like it's such a good middle ground for anybody who is spiritual. And also, going off of that, that gratitude, that is a big emotion that is prevalent in spirituality. Being grateful for every single moment and maybe whatever traumatic moment existed in your childhood, existed maybe a month ago, maybe a week ago, maybe right now. You find the the gratitude within that simply because you're existing and you're experiencing that in order to evolve or to be at another place and even though you are allowed to feel that difficulty and and all of the emotions that arise from it gratitude will center you and help you make decisions and help you come to terms with things and to find depth within yourself and to just live happier even in those difficult moments Gratitude and thankfulness are so powerful. They're one of the most powerful emotions or feelings that you could ever experience for any type of situation. And I believe that so many people could benefit off of the simple act of gratitude. And, you know, I feel like, at least me personally, I always felt a little bit shook or like shaken by the fact of gratitude because I was always told as a child that I was ungrateful just because of the way that I interpreted certain things that We're not given out of a space of love, but I recognized my trauma with gratitude and disconnected from that and healed that in order to really feel the fullest extent of the gratitude that I had felt that entire time and to really truly embody that. And that really just made my existence so much more bright and I was able to lead that gratitude in with my compassion in with my love and in with my light within all of my interactions within my mindset within my subconscious speak speech to myself to to a million different things it leads to every single little thing that we have in our life and while there are so many factors that go into spirituality and it's really difficult to define just a few simple things There's one more thing that always stands out to me when I communicate what I would define spirituality to be, and that is the balance of masculine and feminine energies. You know, it is difficult to pinpoint exactly what I really mean by this because it is truly an essence. It's not even necessarily a feeling. It is really an essence. Like, the feminine essence that you get off of a a really deeply connected woman is unlike any other and I know that anybody can agree to on this with me I would say (laughs) or even masculine so a male that is extremely extremely masculine or embodies that can feel very masculine and somebody who is very feminine and masculine and also aware they are powerful that person is intense But at the same time, there is still a balance that has to be within that balance. And this is so difficult to say because it does certainly differ for every being. But there's something so powerful about femininity. Regardless, no matter how masculine you are, without that femininity within you, it can really, it it can dampen your your experience I would say or, or the people that interact with you and not to say that masculinity is bad because I firmly disagree with that statement but masculinity without femininity can be toxic in a way because femininity contains all of that life force energy so much divine life energy because we as women create all of the lives on this planet so being connected to that creation is powerful within itself and I feel as if everybody can define different ideas of masculine and feminine but those two really do go yin and yang with each other and I feel like that is a big portion of spirituality at least in my my identification with it I think that me personally I had a real separation with my femininity even as a woman and it really It distinguished me different from my higher self. I knew while I was on my spiritual journey, which I still am, but when I was first on it, I was really recognizing that I just didn't have maybe the sexual energy or the life force energy that I knew women carried, and that's why I loved women so deeply. Not only why, but it's one of the reasons why I just cater to women so often or so much mentally, and um, energetically, and I think that that masculine energy overpowered me because I disconnected from it so much. And reconnecting with that, which I'm still absolutely on the journey of, reconnecting with that femininity reconnected me with self. And not even just because I'm a woman, but because it reconnected me to life and to all of these other awarenesses at a way deeper level because women are very in tune, they're very intuitive and that's because we are creators and having that connection with the femininity regardless of your sexual orientation will automatically put you on an energetic plane that is just so immaculate and so divine and different that it creates the human experience that we create for ourselves and on that note i digress and i really hope that you enjoyed this first episode i will definitely be going more into my personal experiences and even my growth presently and from the past to give you guys a little bit more insight on a one-to-one conversation there's going to be so many more topics to explore to listen to to conversate with me i'm sure i'll be having guests sometime soon This podcast should go everywhere possible. We're going to talk about death. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about light, life, everything that you can possibly imagine. I'll be answering some questions. I'll be doing affirmations with you guys. Everything that you want, you let me know and we will get right to it. And I hope you feel whole and blessed and loved and full of all of that cultivation energy. And I am excited for our journey together. I shall see you next time. Blessings on you.